time for Wait What? Your regular dose of real talk with the ghetto genius, Jay Wonder. What is up, y'all? Welcome to Wait What? Your regular dose of real talk. I'm your host, the ghetto genius, Jay Wonder, and welcome to episode number 18. Guys, I started this shit back at the end of September, and we are 20, no shit, what did I say? 18 episodes in. I need to stop drinking during the weekday. Anyways, my guest for today is a barbecue master, has gone to parts of the country to study different types of techniques. Meeting up with some of the best people out there who make delicious fucking brisket, ribs, you name it. Unless it's a tri-tip, because this motherfucker comes correct with it 10 out of 10 times. Guys, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Mr. Sean Ekman of Stillhouse Barbecue. Welcome, brother. My brother, how you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. Funny story before we start. I met Sean actually a couple years ago, and Sean is pretty tight with my brother because they would see each other at concerts, uh, you know, reggae island, you know, concerts and festivals. And Sean would do a lot of the catering for him. You know, he's taking care of the J Bugs, you know, of the world, Jordan T's, whatchamacallit, um, Common Kings, you know, those, those, those fellas. And if you guys listen to that music, you know who I'm, exactly who I'm talking about. Anyway, so my brother my brother says, hey, man, come to the show. J-Bug's out. I'm going to be here. And he goes, hey, go eat. So I go upstairs to go eat with J-Bug. And I've never met, I've never met Sean. Sean actually uh, followed me on Instagram. But funny enough, Sean didn't know that me and my brother, who's Chamorro Boy International, were brothers. So me and my brother are talking, and Sean follows me. And he follows my brother and he knows my brother. And I follow Sean just coincidentally. We just all kind of follow each other. And he's like, hey, man, he goes, dude, ghetto genius. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, wait, you guys are brothers? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, we're fucking brothers. And we just built a relationship from there. But I'll tell you what, I th- I don't think I've had barbecue like that in a fucking long time, dude. In a long, long time. I'm not bullshitting you. And some of your stuff is some of the best. No, I appreciate it. So I, you know, the, even just the, the stories coming up is because I, I was thinking because I know we were having this you know podcast come up and I'm like it just the the you know how we met and you know I got Dory syndrome man my I, it's like ten second Ted my I, too many concussions too much fun whatever it was growing up you know but it's like it's even you meet so many people like you would you know you get it it's like you meet so many people you just it. it you have to meet him a few different times for it to connect. And then, you know, with, you know, concussions and living in Vegas when I was 21, all stacked on top of that. Yeah. It, but you and your brother, you know, you guys stick out. And I keep thinking about the vibes we had. Cause I remember we'd just be hanging out and um, just the vibe that in the beginning, cause I, I got to feed and book through uh, uh, Jimmy Vargas. Uh, Jimmy hooked me. Oh, I, I, I got hooked up originally through uh, uh, Orly from Kukui and Humble Beginnings. And uh, that's how I got to feed. I was the only beige guy at IRF. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was the only cat there without white rice. You know what I mean? And it was uh, it was rad, you know. And it was it was it was super stressful. I mean, that first event was we were too close to the firework presentation, you know, apparently, and we got shut down four hours early. And wow, everybody like the whole food area lost lots of money. I mean, I'm not going to profit. They lost money. 
you know, and, uh, but what I, what I took away from it and what is still to this day paying dividends is the, the, the part you can't put in a file somewhere. You know what I mean? The, the part where you can't like the connections you made with people that, that's not going to equal up in a dollar sign somewhere. Yeah. It equals, it equals when you're on your deathbed and you're telling stories of these great people you met and how you met them. And, uh, and that was that one day I met Jay book and happened to feed him. And I happened to have a lot of barbecue left over because, you know, we couldn't feed the public and it was just like, Hey y'all Samoans like to eat. Guess what I got? <laughs> And right. Boog, he said, you know, he goes, hey, when I come back to town, you're my guy. You're my barbecue guy now. And when I'm in town, I'll make sure, you know, it's arranged. I'm like, cool. So the first time he called me back, it was, I mean, when he came to town, he made, you know, he made the intro to Jimmy and Jimmy, you know, I, and I was, I'm a fish out of water. You know what I mean? I had no clue about the poly lifestyle. Yeah. Um, yeah. We love to I, eat, bro. <laughs> yeah. And that's the best part. I mean, it's like, it, yeah. So anyways, yeah, that was the intro. And like you, you guys, what I loved about all of it, there was never, who's this guy? Oh, yeah. Never. It was, it was like, hey, man, how you doing? Where are you from? You know, and it's like, I was so ignorant. Like, I walked to a cat there, and I was like, hey, how you doing? My name is Sean. I'm the barbecue guy. What's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Junior. I'm like, cool. What do you do here? He's like, I'm the lead singer for Common Kings. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. God, my bad, man. I, I'm kind of new to the whole scene. I'm sorry. He's like, no, nah, man, it makes it even better. He just brought me in for a hug. We hung out for like an hour, chilling, you know, talking barbecue and just family. And that, my ignorance really helped me out in the beginning of all that stuff. I think. Oh, it's good, man. I mean, you know, it and it and it kind of just all kind of blew up, which is which is amazing, which is amazing, by the way. And so let's 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 get this thing started, man. Yeah, man. T- tell us about what got you in a barbecue, man. Tell us tell us this story because you've been doing this for a hot minute, right? Yeah, professionally for a minute, but you know what the the I think what gets every kid is that smell. And when you're growing up and you go, what, where's that? What's that? What what's somebody's cooking something good? What is that? And uh I remember in a kid, we you know, we we'd smell that growing up and I'm like, what the hell? And it was that chicken. Somebody's grilling chicken. Um barbecue in California does not have a very strong history. Uh we got uh, Santa Maria to claim that tri-tip. Uh, but when it comes to like, you know, generations, I mean, not to disrespect what Cali has, we got some stuff and it should be respected. Um, there's some Yodas out here. There's some Luke Skywalkers. There's some young Jedis. Uh, but when it comes to that generational knowledge to pull from, we don't have a lot of that in California. And so I didn't have that. You know, I just, it, my love grew from you know, that smell of somebody grilling chicken and always it travels forever. So I remember, you know, at a certain point, my mom hates me telling the story. She would uh, she would get like frozen chicken thighs, put them in a glass dish, sprinkle Mrs. Dash on top of it, put some wax paper over it and microwave that frozen chicken thighs for 45 minutes. Dude, are you Bro, serious? I'm not lying to you, man. And I was like, ma, there's a grill out there that dad never even touches. Let me just try to figure some things out. And that's where like you started kind of I'm like I because I don't want to eat microwave chicken again, man. This is nasty. <laughs> and mom knows how to cook, but it was just like, you know, it was, you know, whatever. It was just kind of how that was working. You know, it was, you know, quick thing. So uh, you know, fast forward to when I moved out on my own, I was uh right around 18. And my grandma, being the beautiful soul she is, she bought me a uh, my first charcoal Weber. 
And uh, I was like, all right, cool. I got it was, it was I got my mine it was blue, which was, you know, gangster back then. It was way it wasn't just black or some, you know, turd brown. It was like, yeah, it's blue. You know, it's like a different, you know, it's the only color outside, you know, black and you know, brown. Yeah. And uh it was a big deal to me. Like it, it just meant a lot. And then later on I ended up moving in my own place and I was just so broke. I would tell people to bring, hey, you bring this meat and you bring that meat. And uh, you bring that alcohol and uh, you bring the charcoal, you know, and it was like, I was just broke, man. I was just trying to feed myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would just have these little Sunday, you know, barbecues. And it, that's where I learned how to, you know, figure stuff out. And then I had food to eat for the rest of the week. And that was that was the beginning of me finding my love with barbecue. What was the first thing you were grilling? Like when you got to become acclimated with it, right? What was the what was the one thing you were just like grilling? Was it, was it, it was, it was chicken. Yeah. Were you trying to perfect chicken thighs or were you just like, okay, I just got a grill, you know, I'm just going to barbecue and eat it. It was, um, it was the cheapest thing ever, you know, I mean, to this day, chicken thighs. I mean, I I had, I remember my mom coming to visit our, you know, bachelor pad and there was just like pancake mix, ton of Coronas because I knew that a new delivery guy and, uh, oh, freaking top ramen. And she's like, we're going to Costco right now. And my buddy's like, more beer? And she's like, no, idiot. And so I found out chicken was cheap. I'm like, I can buy it at Costco. Like, that's a lot of it. I'm going to make this right. And I was tired of chicken just tasting like chicken. Yeah. I mean, it tastes like everything else. And I cooked it all the wrong ways. Every way you can screw up chicken, I did it. Guaranteed. <laughs> I, I'm not classically trained. I'm not classically anything man i'm just <laughs> I, I just burnt a lot of dead animal undercooked a lot of dead animal and really they should throw me in jail for a little bit of animal abuse but <laughs> uh i learned a lot and 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 that's that those were the, the years that i i just the the most difficult thing was trying to remember what i put in the rubs and the marinades because i was just drinking too much to try to remember it all but that's how like alcohol actually ended up in a lot of my marinades because I found out that, oh, wow, I, I didn't know then. I knew later. I'm like, I thought I was just adding flavor, but it's breaking down those enzymes in a tri-tip. So it is going to be way more tender, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to, and it's like kind of stuff that just tasted right for me. Yeah. And, and just felt right for me ended up being the way it's supposed to be. But that's after I did it, <laughs> you know, all the wrong ways. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, learn by doing though, right? It's like, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah, you you, know, you figure out what you got in your in your your pantry, in your fridge, and you figure out how you're going to make that work for a meal, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of how it turned into a you know more extravagant version of that. So when you finally became comfortable with it, right? You know, being behind the fucking barbecue pit, did you have a vision in your head? Like, what started Stillhouse Barbecue? Like, what brought that all on? Um, I always like to say it's Stillhouse. You know, a barbecue is just a extension of who I am. By that, I mean, uh, I, I love making people feel good. Um, yeah. I, I love I love being around people that, you know, obviously, you know, with the people we know. I, I always like to, to, to look at and point at uh, Jordan T. Because mm-hmm. Jordan T will walk into a place and, and he will play his music, whether it's, it's a, a stadium show or a garage. You're getting that stadium show. And he's going to make you feel awesome just by walking in the room because that's the kind of energy he has. Yep. And for me, if my barbecue is not doing that for you, then I, I'm messing up somewhere. Yeah. And that's kind of like my where, I, you know, that's always been my focus is, is trying to be that way. But it 
it took me a while to figure a lot of those things out. I mean, what pushed me into barbecue professionally was the crash of 08. Oh. I, I did a couple competitions after I decided to, you know, do it for work. Mm-hmm. It validated what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, each time we got three first place trophies. Uh, the first competition, there was uh, 65 other teams. And I didn't expect anything. And, and we took uh, first for ribs and uh, chicken. And the next year we did it again and we took first and ribs again. Mm-hmm. And there was like 68 teams or something. And, and it, I mean, for, I have a different opinion when it comes to, you know, competitions and all that stuff, but it's like, I really appreciate it. It was an amateur competition, you know, and it was, it was by no means professional, but it, it gave me a lot of that oomph that I needed to be like, Oh, Hey man, this is all right. I, I I'm doing all right. Let's push forward with this. Yeah. And, uh, when the bottom fell out in 08, I, I didn't, like a bunch of people, didn't know what the hell I was going to do for work. I got laid off and, and I, I didn't go to college. You know, I don't have any degrees to speak of. You know, I don't, I mean, I grew up around construction, but there was a bunch of folks in construction looking for the same kind of work. I mean, everybody was out of uh, My buddy said, hey, man, your barbecue's good. Get out there and start hustling. I was armed with a backyard barrel smoker and two Webers, one of which was my grandma's. And uh, my buddy sold me a $500 shop truck. <laughs> there was a 95 uh, Chevy Silverado. Mm-hmm. And uh, those, those were, that was the beginning. And that, that there's something about being in control of your own uh, future in that way and your own skill set and kind of just going, I can, I can do this. If I don't, you know, get in my way too much, I can make this successful. Do you still have those barbecues to this day? Oh yeah, guaranteed. My my grandma's is in my, I have the same. I'm not. That's gonna be bronze one day, homie. I, I might give that to. <laughs> no, I, I got the same one. I have uh, the two barrel smokers I started out with. They're in my backyard. I I use one of them. The other one's in some strong need of repair. Uh, but the first backyard barrel smoker I got, I traded for a um a case of Diet Pepsi. I saw. Really? I, yeah, I was driving by my my. Uh, I was on the you know back roads of Byron, and I was driving by my buddy's farmhouse. I was like, bro. You got a smoker out there, man. It's falling apart. How much you want for it? And he's like, case of Pepsi was doing. Wow. And that's the humble beginnings that Steelhouse Barbecue started from. Speaking of barbecue, there's a lot of trends now. You've seen them. You heard them all. You probably tried them. What is your opinion on the whole Traeger fat? Honestly. For the working man, I think it's an amazing thing for the working man. Uh, who, who has 12 hours to sit around and, and babysit brisket when you're trying, especially in these trying times? I think that's awesome. I think that you can learn a lot in those those areas. On the flip side of things, people that call themselves pitmasters and don't know how to operate a, a wood smoker, it goes back. I got I mean, Star Wars kind of sticks with me. If you if you don't know how to work on a, a real smoker that requires logs, uh, you shouldn't be calling yourself a pitmaster. I'm not really into those titles, anyways. It shouldn't have to be a plug-in. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been to Texas and, and I've met people I, I admire and respect a great deal. And they, and there's some of those people have used, you know, uh, the pellet smokers or pellet grillers for in competition. And I understand it, man. I mean, shoot, you get to sleep all night long. You make your rub, you do, you know what you do and you can, I mean, you wake up a bit and, you know, take care of business. I don't know what's all involved in those. I don't, I don't personally have one. I'm not opposed to having one in the future completely <laughs> you know but if we're at competitions man 
be a caveman. This is a barbecue competition. Do put the work in, you know, stay yeah. up all night long and babysit there because that's what the tradition is for. I, I think for barbecue competitions, it, they shouldn't be allowed. Like much like they don't allow a, a gas grill. Right. Don't, I, I feel strongly. The only reason they allow pellet grillers in, you know, to these competitions is because all the money that's being thrown around that go with those grills. And hey, man, that's that's cool, but that's just not my I'm not interested in that. I mean, I, I would love to see a real barbecue competition where you have to feed fifty to a hundred people and you don't know who which you know who's getting the food that's bringing to the judges. You know, it's like you you're just putting out what you do and it's not gonna be shiny and beautiful like it's gonna be for ten judges that happens now. You know, and it, you're just feeding people. And I think that that would, you know, that would be more interesting to me if you're doing a brisket and you're actually putting in all the work that goes into what these guys like Aaron Franklin, like uh, you saw from um, To Him Smokehouse over in, in uh, San Antonio. Uh, uh, these guys I, I respect, like Vic from Big Vic's over in uh, Turlock in our area. And these cats are putting in the work and they're doing, they're, they're craftsmen and artists at what they do. I don't think uh, that instant glory should disrespect the artists we have around us. You know what I mean? Those guys, you know, and, and, and that was, that's the, that's an age old argument. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone who has a pillar griller is on one side and everybody, right. that's just, that's just not, that's just not reality. I completely understand that side of it. I'm just saying I have a huge amount of respect for the traditional way of barbecuing. That's why I got into it. I got into it for what those logs do. I mean, it, it's going to be different on every cook, uh, de- depending on the humidity, uh, how wet is the, the wood you're working with, uh, what's the temperature, what's wind like, what's everything's going to be different. And that when you're using that wood, that log as seasoning, you know, as, as, a, as a seasoning instead of just fuel, like, you know, Aaron Franklin brings up a lot. It's, it's not just fuel. Um, if you're using that in the right way, then it just opens up a whole new realm. You don't have that possibility with the pellet grill. You you can't. You don't have the possibility of learning how that wood could be used as a spice instead of just fuel, mm-hmm. and how those different logs. It, it, it's just a completely different understanding of, of barbecuing, and I I really like that aspect of it. You know, I love that aspect of barbecuing. It's it's as caveman as it gets. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's crazy because it is a science. Like you said, I didn't know that shit about wood, bro. I didn't know about, you're talking about wind and humidity and how wet the wood is. Me, I like to barbecue, but not so detailed like that. Because I, if you told me to smoke something, bro, I'm going to probably fuck it up. Like now you tell me to barbecue, I'm going to barbecue. But I'll leave that to craftsmen like you or the Aaron Franklins of the world. Well, see, and that's the thing is like, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm, it's funny because I'm speaking out of, what's in my head, but it's like, that's just stuff that's been acquired over multiple <laughs> failures. And, and that's why I love talking techniques about barbecue. Cause you know, you tell somebody, Hey, I got a charcoal Weber. what I do with it? Hey man, I love this part. Let me, let me mess with you. Go get a charcoal. I mean, go get a, you know, a chimney, fill that chimney up, cotton balls, get like three cotton balls, get some rubbing alcohol and put those cotton balls underneath the chimney. In 25 minutes, you're going to have coals ready to go. You pour them on one side, and that's your hot zone. And now you have more control over all your grill. Now, a regular person is going to pour those those coals 
they're going to get a mound of coals in the middle of the bottom grill, use lighter fluid and light that bitch on fire and use more lighter fluid because it's fun. Right. But that lighter fluid is going to mess with the flavor. It's, it's going to mess with the charcoal and it's going to be in the middle. It's going to spread it out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm just saying I've done this mistake many, many, many times at the beginning of myself. And that point, you don't have as much control over your, your grill. And it's really fun for me. It, it still is so fun to learn what I'm doing wrong, you know, as far as, you know, oh, man, I've been doing this wrong. And now I learned this little trick from people that aren't more knowledgeable or experienced than me. They just happen to know this area. Or maybe sometimes they are more knowledgeable and experienced than me. But that's what I love about barbecue is because if you're barbecuing for a bunch of people, there's not a whole lot of room for uh, ego. They're going to put you in check real fast. Oh, real quick. And you know, it's funny, too, because, you know, right before right before we, um, you know, started the show, Sean and I were talking. It was just like, you know, two things that I love that bring people together. It's it's basically uh, libations and food. Yeah. You know, it's the two greatest things in the world to bring people together. So anytime I I check out your Instagram or anything you're doing, you know, it's you're dude, you're feeding crowds, bro. You're, you're feeding fucking crowds. I've seen you. I've seen you feed crowds. <laughs> well, some of the most diverse crowds ever. That's the coolest thing about what I do, Jay. I mean, remember when we were growing up, man, it's like you you would see people and you'd be friends with people that you didn't have the same beliefs or the same. I mean, we're from the Bay. It's, it's, it's the best place to eat and date in the world. You know yeah. I mean? It's a mixture of everything. You yeah. know, but what I love the most is growing up in the Bay, it it gave me an understanding of everybody's different. And that's awesome. And what I love about food is that it just kind of chills everybody out to see the awesomeness in every, everyone else. I mean, I've had a, a, a conversation, a DM conversation with a dude from Tehran, Iran, talking about barbecue, and a dude from Jerusalem talking barbecue. I'm talking within the same I'm, – I'm like, I'm like, this is really happening. I'm having DMs with these guys at the same time separately. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing, you know. Maybe one day they'll just bomb the places that have really bad food. (laughs) But that's just fun. I mean, especially this year, man. Like I was down south and we did a barbecue for a uh, a rehab facility for uh, veterans, combat veterans. And um, I've never, you know, done one before for for this particular group of folks. And you know, it's obviously political ego is high everywhere right now everybody's divided everybody and i'm a very politically neutral person i guess it probably helps that i barbecue for everybody that way but you know it's it's for me it was really interesting to see this side of it and to see it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter i mean those folks weren't any you know it's like those those folks and those folks and these folks and it's like everybody's the freaking same when you feed them they're all sitting down at a table just ready to eat and if I'm doing my job right, I'm making their mood better. Yeah, which which I know. Yeah, which I know you are. You know, I love it. I mean, it's, I love to see the differences in in all of us, but I love to see how it, how much makes us the same. It trips me out every time because I mean, I can feed somebody that would scream at the top of his lungs at the other person I just fed last week or something. It would scream at the top of his lungs, and they would just have these. But you put those two guys together at a table and not talk about anything else except just barbecue. They're giving each other numbers to each other. Let's hang out later. Let's have this kind of, oh, you like that kind of beer? I like that beer too, man. What's going That's what I love about these situations. It's, you know, I, I recently got into the, uh, you know, the Harley world. 
you know, well, yeah. about, th- about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And to be able to feed, you know, they'll let you know opinion really quick. <laughs> you know, much yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure bikers will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, much like an angry Cisco. much like angry Samoans if you don't feed them properly and it's not going to be good I get the best of people I just get the best of them you know I love that Uh, yes it's a blessing what's your biggest pet peeve man about people that barbecue if there's one pet peeve there's gotta I bet you there's a ton of them but what's one that sticks out you're like oh my god you're just breaking the rules here's I don't know if it's a pet peeve and it's probably on me (laughs) it's the sous vide thing it's a sous vide in uh, the combination of the whole thing. It's kind of like, man, pick one or the other. You know, don't, you know, and that's that's my own issue. You know, it's like, I, and I'm sure the meat tastes amazing. I'm sure it's like, you know, worthy of clubbing like a baby seal to eat. But, you know, at the same time, oh, shit. I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I would never club a baby seal no, no. <laughs> unless it was really good Wagyu. <laughs> no, but... It, I guess, you know, that's one of the things because I don't I don't really get too been out of shape, you know, when it comes because artistic freedom is a big deal. You know, I guess what gets me upset, as we already talked about it, is somebody who's going to be an arrogant, you know, uh, pellet griller. You know, they're just like, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they just come in stomping their boots and, you know, think and that's that's all right, man. I mean, that, he's eventually going to learn. I mean, you really can't be in this game for that long before you get humbled. And I'm all right with that. You know, that barbecue, if you're trying for longevity, you will get humbled. Uh, It doesn't take a whole lot of skill to be okay at barbecue or, you know, just okay at grilling. You know what I mean? In general, you got five of your buddies telling you you're the man and you start to believe it. You got to go through a whole lot of uh, beatings (laughs) before you, you, you you know, like the most talented and the most successful pit masters, legit pit masters will not call themselves that they, they're, they're just, I went down to Austin, Texas my first time, like uh, six years ago. Yeah. And I I just flew out uh, me and a buddy and I just happened to be there in a really great time when they were judging all the, the restaurants around, you know, Austin area. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, the the uh, magazine Texas Monthly had their editor out and about, and all these pitmasters from like all around you know the world were happened to be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. I connected with a, a photographer. Um, that's his side gig. My buddy Rob. He let people know that this barbecue guy from California was out, just trying to learn more about brisket. And uh, the last half of our trip the pitmasters weren't letting us pay for barbecue. Like the guys we went to, like we, they were like, not nah, we're good. And thanks for coming out. Thanks for, you know, doing our, our tradition prop. Like I got real good friends from that trip that I can call at 3 a.m. going, Hey, I'm dealing with this brisket. It's acting funky. Yeah. What's going on? You know? And these are the kind of guys that I'm, I felt like I was at Comic-Con. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's Aquaman. Jesus, Batman right there. Holy crap. Who let Superman in? You know, I'm like losing my mind. And this is like after we're having drinks, like later at night, we're at, we're, nobody's talking, talking barbecue. And I'm just trying not to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And, but these guys are just so dedicated to their craft. What, what I brought home from that first Austin trip 
was humility. Uh, there's no room at all for me to act like I'm the man when I can see greatness around me in so many different shapes and forms. Especially, I mean, this, this, there's a lot of amazing, amazing folks out here that deserve more respect than I feel like I get sometimes. I mean, I, I've just been at this for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I just happen to be at it in my own way, shape, and form. You know what I mean? These other guys that are way better than me are, are just more quiet or they're just doing things a little bit different and they've just been selling barbecue out of that shack forever and they're just not on social media as much or whatever. I mean, trust me, man, there's some sleepers out in California that are just worth it. It's, 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 uh, I'm proud of where we're going. I'm really happy about it. It's, uh, some hungry folks out there that are feeding you. Now through all your like travels on just whether it be Texas or anywhere, let's just say like a Nashville or Kansas city, for example, there's obviously different types of barbecues. Regional style, yeah. Yeah. What is what's your favorite kind of barbecue style? And which what kind of style do you like to cook the most outside of your obviously your infamous famous tri-tip that you do here on the West Coast? I do tri-tip because it's just so stinking easy to do, man. It's it's quick. It's a quick fix for you know, my kids that are screaming at me for some barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's that's why I happen I guess why I'm known for it the most. But man, I really can't say. It's like you know, who's your who's the favorite kid of any father? Who's the, you know what I mean? It's like it's barbecue, homie. My problem is I I feel like I'm I have so much to aspire to. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I soak up all of them because we don't have any rules in Cali. Yeah, there's none. There's no there's no rules. There's no like I swear we because we don't have generational knowledge. We don't got some old man be like you can't do that. And so there's no rules, and that's awesome. And we can do whatever we want as long as we're you know, being respectful. For me, it's really important that we're respectful to the people that done it before us. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, barbecue was the way everybody cooked at one point. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really was. And when I think when I think about what you just said about just barbecue in general, and it's like trying to pick, telling telling someone who your favorite kid is, right? Without getting your fucking your balls chopped off. Right. I, I was thinking about it, and and when I was growing up, I you know. I'm from Guam, so there's a different style of how we, you know, we marinated shit differently. But I've always liked, I've always liked barbecue. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter if the shit came from Texas or Cali or wherever, or even from Guam. You know, it, it was just a style that you liked, and you knew what barbecue tastes like, no matter if it was seasoned or marinated differently. You're like, that's fucking barbecue. But be like, you know what? That was cooked with smoke the right way. Yeah, and that, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, that's that's what's. I mean, I used to think. I used to think I, I hated. North Carolina barbecue. Turns out I hate California, North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you, you think, I mean, especially as a kid, you get things stuck in your head and you're like, ah, I don't like that. Yeah. And that's really hard to break out of. I mean, as you get it, you know, it's not like we're ready to try new things as we get older. You know what I mean? It starts, you know, we're, we get more set in our ways. And for me, I'm, I'm starving man for more barbecue knowledge and how i can apply it to what i'm doing here because uh if, you, if you're going to ask me my favorite i'm going to tell you straight up it's texas barbecue because of the people i've seen and the people i've been with i can call them cats up right now and be like i'm stuck i'm in your area what do i do what you do is i'm gonna come pick you up and you're gonna stay at my place and and that's the problem is is you get the barbecue and then you get the people and how do you 
once you meet the people, the food's going to taste better because you know the love they're putting into it. I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. Um, 2M Smokehouse in uh, San Antonio, Texas, was a spot we went to, and it's hands down my favorite barbecue joint on this planet that I've had so far. And I'm really happy I met the owners after I had their barbecue because, homie, it was amazing. And it was only bettered by the people that made it. They didn't, ha- they didn't have an exit strategy. They put their heart and soul into this barbecue joint. Uh, they were painting their own furniture. I mean, they made, they made their own furniture out of stuff they got from flea markets. There was not like, if this fails, we have this other option. And the whole, I mean, grandma was in the back making tortillas, homie, and they were the best tortillas I've had in my life. And so, I mean, that kind of that kind of love, you don't. I don't care what region you're in. If you're putting that kind of dedication and that kind of love into what you're doing, I don't, honestly, homie, I don't care what you're cooking on. That's gonna be some good food. But the folks that are doing it in barbecue and doing it with with smoke and wood fire. It's it's a long, it's a long. I mean, we fed artists where it's a forty-hour workday. My first time feeding JT it was a forty-hour workday, and that was you don't want to mess it up on that level. And you better look happy when you're serving <laughs> because that's the performance. It really is. It everything really else, is. everything else before that, is just practicing and just trying to get it right. And when you're serving your food, that is the performance. That is the show, and you better be all right with that. And, and you know, and it's funny because you know that saying, you know, it's like it's cooked with love or whatever that expression is. You really see that people that are really into it. And I know I'm like this when anytime, whether I'm cooking something brand new or I'm barbecuing, like if I'm fucking sweating my ass off and like prepping, you know, and get up early in the morning to do that. My main goal is to, if I'm having guests over, that's all I want to see. I could starve there. I could not eat all day. And a lot of times you mostly don't, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then you're, you're worried about that. Yeah, and you're, and then as soon as you deliver to the people with a big ass smile on your face, and you see how happy they are, it is truly amazing. It's that, a high. Yeah, it's a high. It's it's just like it's almost like people are like, damn, this food does taste better. Whereas like if you came in disgruntled and you just fucking threw a bunch of plates on there and slapped some shit on there, they're going to be kind of be like, I'm a little turned off by it. So you are right. I mean, it's not only just presentation, but I think it's coming from the goodness in your heart. The purpose of person that's preparing the meal, you know, anything you do when you care is going to be better. Man. I mean, you think about, I, I, I don't quote me, quote me if I'm wrong. Go ahead, man. Let me know. I, you know, but I'm pretty sure Austin will not allow corporate restaurants in their city limits. Austin will not allow. Yeah. Austin, Texas will not allow corporate restaurants in their city limits. Wow. And they shouldn't. And I, I'm pissed off that. We haven't thought of this out here. I mean, God, I mean, seriously, man, you want to go to another, what, Red Lobster, Olive Garden? Is that where you want to go to, you know, seriously, if somebody is working their ass off, not just for you, but for their family, this is their livelihood. I promise you, that's going to be the best burger you had in your life, homie. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, that's. Um, slow hand barbecue over in um, in Pleasant Hill, and they just opened. They opened up another spot over in um, Martinez. This is a cat who, on his fifth year anniversary, this is slow hand a barbecue in Pleasant Hill. 
Dan as one of the owners, he hired his barbecue buddies that were in the industry around him. It's like, I don't want to work this day. I just want to serve drinks and I want you guys to make money. He shut down his restaurant and let us barbecue in his parking lot. And we, you know, it's all our money. He didn't charge us a percentage. Wow. He was just like, you guys make money. And he, he, he made a ton of money on beer and wine and stuff. He was fine with that. But he just, it was his fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of people that are the right kind of people in barbecue. That's you know, in fucking barbecue. crazy. So how many people showed up for that shit? A lot. We all made money. I mean, honestly, dude, I it was like 115 degrees that day. I threw up many times. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. I washed my hands, people. Everything was fine. Yeah. Uh, but it was like it was it was you know you just, I, I was sitting with a smoker. I'm a 500 gallon smoker on one side, and I have the other side. I got those two big, huge Weber grills um, that are three foot um, wide in the middle. And it's 115 degrees outside, and I'm stuck between two grills and a smoker. And I've got my workers. What do we do? I'm like, you guys go in every 30 minutes. You drink water, and you go in that restaurant where it's air-conditioned. You hang out. Like, all right, what about you, boss? I'm like, if I die, give the money to my wife. <laughs> Just keep going, man. That's what we got to do. But that's the kind of love that Dan had, though. I mean, that's, the, that's the kind of loving guy he is. I mean, but that's that's – that's barbecue world. That's not as anti arrogant. I think I know everything kind of, I, it's ugly to me. I don't understand how you can be that way and then want to feed people at the same time. You know, for me, it's like, it's going to work itself out. You know, you know, stop trying to tell everybody you're the best mm-hmm. and uh, work on being the best because there's always somebody better than you out there, man. It's like trying to, you know, I learned at a very early age, this is not reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can always, even the, the biggest, baddest man out there, he's still going to get his ass whooped. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's going to have their day. So go into the scene knowing that and go into it humbly so you can make some relationships with some people, meet some really amazing folks along the way with that attitude and and learn a lot more and soak in that. I mean, that's how we met. Yeah, it really is. It really was, man. And it was, and we've been, you know, we've been fucking homies for since, since that day. And honestly, it came down to food. I, I will never forget that when I fucking took a bite, I was like, God damn. And I, I was like, dude, you cook this shit. <laughs> I was, I was floored, you know? And then there's like bug and all those motherfuckers watching me eat this, you know? And here I am. And like, I just, I got invited by my brother, which I shouldn't even have been up that motherfucker eating, but whatever. It's cool. Dude, who are you telling? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> I mean, it, there's so many times it like blows my mind. I'm like, I'm not this cool. My barbecue must be good because there's no way I'm getting backstage, you know, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, it humbles me, man. Every, it feels like every, uh, I don't know. Every step up or every every validation I get just make it feels it feels like it's like man I shouldn't be here but I'm glad I am. I'm gonna soak it up and I'm gonna appreciate it and I'm gonna try to represent as many as my people on the way up as I can too. Yeah, I, that's important to me. I mean, you know as much as I do. How about connections like that are? It's, it's, it's that relationships you build. Oh, for, for sure, man. You know what and. You know, I, I can never knock connections because it's who you know, right? It's who you know in this in this world and in this industry. 
Yeah, but that's the difference between built. I mean, the difference between you know having contacts and then building relationships. It's like it's yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. When you're backstage, you know, I've had these conversations where it's like, man, you see people are backstage and they're there for the scene. They're like, yeah, looking cool. I'm like, which I get, man. Uh, trust me, I get. But it's for me, it was always more important to like who is back there. You know, yeah. who are who are the real folks? You know, and that's and it's and it's always cool because it's so it's so much chill. You like people, you know, fucking not to sound all cliche, but you know, it's like people, you know, you see these performers and whatnot, like let their hair down. You like they're just enjoying a fucking meal and everything's super chill. You know, no one's walking on eggshells and they're not, they don't have to, you know, fucking perform. They're not, they don't always have to be on. They're just there enjoying. And that's what I always liked it, man. That's what I always liked when, anytime I go to these events that you're at, you know, it's, I love it. Cause I'm just like, Oh shit, there's Sean. Just go see if I can go give me some fucking free barbecue right quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. You know, that's, it's, it's those days that taught me something about my professional career. Yeah, that I I will keep with me forever. People ask me they're like, "Oh, well, you know, we have this many people, but how much food are you gonna bring?" I'm like, Pfft. I'm used to feeding Samoans. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, oh, oh, okay, all right. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing worse to feed than like you know, Jay Boog's boys at like two thirty a.m. Yeah, and they're uh, hungrier again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there's some, big, there's some big boys, dude. For yeah, real. you make sure you have some backups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh, I didn't, I forgot about this pork shoulder I had. Here you guys go. Speaking of meals, what is? And let's do this outside of tri-tip because we 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 touched Please. on that. But what's your what, what's your signature dish? Like right now, if you're like, if they're like, yo, Sean, we need you to come up with your signature dish: um, appetizer, a main, and sides. Oh man, I'm putting you on the I'm putting you on the spot, bro. No, I'm all about it. Let's see, appetizers. I'm not gonna think because of barbecue, you just don't have any appetizers. You're just like here's the meat, dig it. Um, exactly. Honestly, I'd probably go with the slider. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would go with a, a multi slider um, for appetizer. I would use some uh, Hawaiian king rolls mm-hmm. with. My uh, my barbecue sauce and some pulled pork, mm-hmm. and a little bit, just a little bit, give a texture that uh, some coleslaw uh, from my good friend Brittany Dylan, who makes an amazing coleslaw, uh, and then do another slider with tri tip, drunk mushrooms. And that's it. Uh, drunk mushrooms is the uh, about a stick of butter, uh, about four shots of whiskey, uh, about a I don't know, man, as much garlic as you can, you know, put in a spoon. That's all, you know, chopped up, really minced up. Uh, let that all kind of like, you know, do its thing. Yeah. Uh, then you put all the, the um, baby portobello mushrooms you get from Costco. Mm-hmm. Those chop them up like, you know, say like, like three quarters, you know, about half inch. Yeah. So it's like some meatiness on them. Cook those up for like three quarters of the way with some uh, pepper and then throw a whole bunch of gorgonzola cheese in there. Mm-hmm. And let that stew down until it becomes like a, this, you know, soupy, soppy mess. Put that medium rare tri tip on top of that Hawaiian king roll, and put that drunk mushrooms on top of that, and then call that appetizer. Damn! Uh, <laughs> if we're gonna do a main dish, then you know, homie, we we got to do brisket. It's barbecue. Yeah. 
if I'm trying to show my, my, my best foot forward, barbecue is the, uh, that's going to let you know who's showing up and who's not. Yeah. What's the, I've, I've always had this question to ask you and I never did. What, what's the hardest thing to barbecue? That, brisket. That you, brisket. Yeah. Yeah. First time I, or second time I bar- barbecued for Boog, I called them up like two days beforehand. No, it was the day beforehand. Like, hey, homie, we're still good, right? He's like, oh, I thought my, my tour manager called you. I'm like, nope. He's like, yeah, we're yeah, we're still happening. I'm like, cool. Thank God I marinated everything and did everything I was supposed to do beforehand. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, I got a last request though. Is it cool if uh, if I just ask for a brisket? I'm like, no problem. I got you. Oh, it was like it was like my third time ever doing brisket. How'd it turn out? I, I was terrified. He loved it. You see that picture I posted on um, IG of Cisco and Book? Okay, that was yeah. the one. Oh, that was and the one. That was that was the first night, and he was just like, "Dude, I have brown sugar in my rub." That's how out of touch I was with you. Don't you don't put brown sugar on brisket? Just don't. It's, no, on beef. You, you know, it's like you go to Aaron Franklin's and and he puts like salt, pepper, and maybe some other stuff. He doesn't tell you about. Yeah, uh, it's like real simple. I just had no. I I just didn't know. I was trying to make this, you know. And he loved it, thank God. And he still wants it, so thank God I saw the recipe. Um, but it's not the one I do now. After my trips to Austin twice, you know, I do, I do other stuff, you know. But yeah, what's your favorite thing to barbecue? <sighs> oh, one of my kids is going to be angry at me. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's it. I hate it and I love it the most. I love chicken, man. I worked so hard on getting it right. You you've ate my chicken on these things before, have you? But Fuck you, yeah, bro. I think I've eaten everything except maybe your brisket because maybe I wasn't there for that. No, you need to get you need to get the chicken straight, fresh off the grill when like the skin is crunchy. That's what's awesome. Is it is all all? I love I love it when I because I'll slow grill it for like an hour and a half. That's what I'm talking about. And I marinate it for two days. No fucking it, way. For yeah, real. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I marinate it for two days. And I, and I don't want to taste it like marinade. That's why you don't make it so strong. But it's like it balances out with all that. So I, I'll marinate it for two days in the marinade I make just because I found it out when I was, you know, selling drunk tickets to try to, you know, pay for my <laughs> <laughs> week of life. Yeah. And uh, that's that, that was how I figured out my chicken. And then – I, uh, how I grilled it, uh, you know, I, it worked those ways out too, where it took to be an hour and a half. And then when I'm done with the chicken, when it's all the way cooked, I dunk it while it's still sizzling in the barbecue sauce that I make mm-hmm. where it stops cooking automatically, but all that juice goes straight to the you know meat and it's just, it stops cooking it. And then you put it back on the grill on the cool side and it just caramelizes all that you know, the barbecue sauce. But before you do that, I dust it with my, my, uh, my, my chicken dust that I have two different ones. One's a more of a, like a, an herb and one's a like the, the sweetener. It's got a yeah. brown sugar base. So it's just sitting there wet with barbecue sauce with like these chicken dustings on top of it. And that sounds like somebody just shit on my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they can't fly. Um, <laughs> we probably wouldn't eat it so much of them. Um, anyway, so but I so I let the caramelize on there where it gets like kind of like it gets crunchy. 
because that the skin is where it's supposed to be at the beginning. That chicken is what got uh, got Cisco because before he came to the, fo- the, the show when I, I first fed Bug, he's like, "Oh man, I ate all this you know sushi before I got here. Man, I'm full." I'm like, "You're you you're a big man. Look at you, you're full off sushi." Yeah. And when I, I fed him, you know, I finally he was there. I'm like, dude, I really want you to eat some of this chicken, you know. And if it's not cool, man, look, I'll, I'll give you he's 20 bucks. I'll give it to you right now. And the next time I saw him, he had like three chicken thighs on his plate. And he looked at me. He's like, screw you, man. Screw you. Walked away. Just full, just full on sushi and putting like barbecue chicken on top of that. He had the doo-doos at night, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the biggest compliment was is when I'm like in the green room and like, I show up and you see like all the the boys passing around the gout pills. That's what I'm like. I'm glad I bought enough meat. This is <laughs> a lot Those of Samoans. Gum boys. Yeah, man. They they get they begin that gout. But you know what? They just love to eat. They don't care, man. They just like I got to be fed. You know, we know we know how that game is, man. Yeah, some of the things are worth you know what comes with it. Sean, speaking of rubs, you just came out with the you speak you just came out with the rub, and I think they're going to be hitting um, shelves soon. Let's talk a little bit about that, man. Let's give you a little um, little promo on what's going on with with this rub that you got going. That you uh, I think you collaborated you collaborated with some some folks, yeah. I did. I'm really excited about this. Um, John Oaks is a, a guy who usually puts on music festivals. Uh, he goes more on like the hard rock side of it, like with you know Five Finger Death Punch and you know those kind of guys. Obviously, in 2020, not a lot of music festivals going on, which cut into my business of feeding crowds of people or people on tour or a basic baby shower. It cut majorly into his business as well. So he found out, he just figured out he wanted to do some business with the people that were losing money too. And uh, he collaborated, collaborated with a lot of guys that are doing hot sauces. Uh, coffee, and then he wanted to do some uh, barbecue rubs with me. I was pumped. Uh, I was really excited because uh, he made me choose a name for it, and I'm not big on name naming my my stuff. I can only think of one name was was Mary, my grandma's name, the one that bought me my first Weber. Uh, mm-hmm. She helped finance my barbecue trailer that I currently have. And I came with her like all like business planned out. You know, I'm like, I can pay you back every month this amount of money for, you know, three years, you know, and I, and this is, I was like, I was really, you know, wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure she was going to be paid. You know what I mean? It's just my grandma, you know, how grandma's be taken advantage of, you know, be, I wanted, I wanted her to know you'll be getting paid back like this. And she looked me dead in the eye after I was so serious about the business plan and, and intent that she knew that she was going to get paid back. She just looked me dead in the eye and said, yeah, sure. I'm willing to invest in you. Took my whole business plan out the window, man. She willing to invest in me. And that gave me the fire that still burns, man. I paid her off in three months. Oh, shit. Dude, things just, <laughs> things just happened. You know, they were... They happened really good. I had a good summer, and I'm like, Grandma, we're good. So when I uh, came up with the name, it had to be Sweet Mary's Rib Rub because uh, my grandma's a badass. She's not as sweet as the as the Rib Rub is. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
this motherfucker. I'm just saying, homie. She she drew she drove a uh, a 65 65 raked out primer orange Mustang for years. That's a G right there. Bro. No, I'm saying. I mean, she looked me straight in my eyes, like getting no link for pansies. I'm like, Grandma, I love you. Grandma's a G, dude. Seriously, yeah. So the so the rub comes out, and yeah. it, it, when did it hit shelves? It hasn't yet. So so we started. We launched it the week before, mm-hmm. and partially my fault because I want to make sure things are perfect. Absolutely, as you uh, should. You know, as you should. Yeah, I want to make yeah. sure I got my stuff, and I'm not trying to just market a this pretty face on top of a Harley. You know, <laughs> <Atta> boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was um yeah so we're so we're uh the cool thing about this is it's just recipes i've been working with for the last 15 years i've just been doing it you know and john oaks you know approached me and he's like you have any recipes i'm like how much time you got and i'm excited because there's a lot of things we're going to go down this road we're going to find some uh some new ways of revenue i'm it's nice to be around people that are creative in a way that you don't understand, and then they edu- educate you in those areas. Yeah, yeah, and those are those are some of the best people, bro. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. You know, but then it, this was a guy that I I'd never met before. Right, right. And I'm like, and he's like, hey, I need you to you know ship you know send over your email over your uh, your rub recipe. <laughs> You're like, wait, bro. I just I know known you for about two minutes. <laughs> I know, but this was after we've already had some things set up, you know. And I like, got it. Okay, we've already been talking, and and there's been a lot of people that approached me before this, but like this this dude already acted upon some things. He had a lab already. He had you know, he already had promotional set up. He's already in works with people that you just don't screw over. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I was just like, all right. I texted him. I go, hey man, uh, I just want to have a conversation with you now or when you you know when you have a chance for at least it's gonna be a long conversation so, all right calls me right away so hey i've yet to meet you face to face or or shake your hand or look you in the eye but i have a really good gut feeling about you and I, um everything that's come up to this point i'm really excited about and in and you're doing and saying all the right things but i want to let you know that i'm giving away a secret that has got me to where I'm at. And I know that you do millions of dollars worth of work, but this isn't about money for me. I just want you to understand that. And he's like, I'm really, really, really happy that you brought this up because I want to talk about it. We were on the phone for a, like what an hour, 15 minutes into the conversation. I email him my recipe. Cause I already know I'm like, all right, this is worth, you know, this is worth it. And if I happen to lose out on this end, that's the cost of trusting my gut. And I'm all right with that. Yeah. Risk and reward, right? Right. Exactly. And it, I wouldn't get to the place where I want to be without him, to be honest. You know, he's bringing a lot of things to the table. Mm-hmm. Bro, I, I couldn't be happier with the way things are working out. It's it's amazing. Sweet Mary's rib rub. You know, we just got a truck full of it in Durango, Colorado. We're going to start shipping out late this week, early next week. And I'm really pumped about it, man. I mean, to, I don't know. I, it's something I use all the time for my own ribs that have gotten me, you know, a couple of first place trophies, you know, by the guys I, I apparently got drunk enough to give me a first place trophy. <laughs> hey, wait, speaking of though, so, so it's in Colorado. Where, where's this, where's the rub going to distribute to you? 
Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Well, the cool thing about um, John Oaks is so Million Dollar Highway Saloon is in the same parking lot as Durango Harley. Ah, okay. So it's in the same industry as the folks I've been like this thing I did with Warrior Build down in SoCal, the mm-hmm. barbecue I did. Um, they gave away a 2020 Lowrunner S um, Harley. Yep, saw that. That was from John Oaks. So he was. So he's doing all these things to just make things happen, and I mean. He's, he's making people make money at the same time, you know, that everybody's broke, you know, so we're doing the best we can with what we got. And I mean, I've I probably had five barbecue jobs legitimately this year trying to, you know, be cool with everything. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start hustling here on the side, speakeasy style. Um, That's good, man. I mean, you guys got to, you know, it's been, uh, let's be fucking honest. I mean, this year has just been shitty for a lot of people, especially everybody, business owners, you know, folks like yourself, man, that are just trying to, Hey man, they're just trying to fucking make make a dollar, you know, any any way they can. So, you know, hearing this story about you know how you you've had a had a good summer, you you know teamed up with John Oaks and you put this rub together in your grandmother's name. It's it's a big deal, bro. It's a big deal, and I'm glad you got to share that story. And for you folks out there that are you know barbecue enthusiasts or love ribs and love a bunch of fucking rubs, um, be on the lookout for it, man. His label's pretty fucking dope. Well, I do. I like it. I, it's it's it speaks you. It speaks fucking still horse barbecue a thousand percent, bro. I'm really happy. He t- he took um, it was actually two pictures from my ride out to Texas. So we did a Harley ride out to Texas. We did 4,100 miles in nine days. Jeez. Yeah. And so there's a couple pictures that I sent of him. I sent it myself to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a guy. I can do some some things with this." Because I'm on like the middle of nowhere, I put my feet on top of like my my gas tank, and just throw up a shaka, you know. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm riding in places like you don't see people for hours, you know, in the middle of Texas. And we we went on a barbecue ride. It was just insane. We just wanted to go ride out to you know barbecue. We met our friend from North Carolina who met us in Houston. And then we just rolled to Waco, Texas, rolled to uh, Austin, and then to San Antonio. And then, yeah, yeah, barbecue sucks, man. Yeah, it's, it's really ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question before we go. If there's someone that wants to get into barbecue, what are the top three to five tips you would give them? That's a good question. I'm, I'm trying to stump you, man. I try to stump all my guests on these shows. That's a good question. Don't somebody fuck it wants up. to get into barbecue. <laughs> yeah. First of all, be strong. <laughs> My buddy Asal from a two M Smokehouse. He says, uh, <laughs> "He's his first his first and last set of advice goes to uh, anybody trying to open to open up a new joint." He says, "Don't suck." So I get that, but we're in Cali, so. I sucked really bad for a long time. So uh, be strong, be be open minded. Learn who and who you should not listen to. That's a really good one. I was gonna kind of almost interject and say some shit like that, but that is a very good lesson. Just based on everything you've been saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of. I have a chef that I respect beyond words he he brought me into new food you know what i mean he brought me out of like you know pizza and bean burritos <laughs> you know he was that guy that made me stretch out my food taste and when i brought him my chicken that i worked on so hard that was getting rave reviews from like other people and i was proud of it 
enough to bring it to him. He he didn't see it because he's he's used to fine dining. You know, he was like, maybe go uh, boneless. You know, maybe not so much. I mean, maybe don't put barbecue sauce on it. Maybe I'm like, all right, you don't get. I had to understand that he didn't under he didn't understand that, and that's really important because that could have tore me down. Right now, I'm not saying don't, and that goes to my next point, which is really important. Listen to constructive criticism because you will not get better without it. Yeah, I mean, in the barbecue world, you need if you want to get better, man, you you, you better put your heart, heart, soul, and tears and blood into this stuff. And then realize you got to open yourself up for somebody to tell you if you're, if you're blessed, somebody's going to tell you the truth, Yeah, you know, and that's important. And, um, the fifth thing, at a certain point, you got to throw that all out the window and believe in yourself because it's all on you and, and uh, win or lose. I'd rather, I'd rather lose on my own terms than win on somebody else's. You know what I mean? When it comes to stuff that is important. That is fuck yeah. That's the great last fucking tip. You know, I bet on yourself, man. I mean, that, that's what it's all about self confidence, right? And if you don't have that, and it goes back to everything we were saying, you know, like going in and serving the food and showing people the love that you have for it, people are going to see that shit. They're going to see do. it. They do, especially with anyone. You know, the the food industry in general, in barbecue, is very specific, especially if you have, you know guys that have been grinding and, you know, I mean, dude, you're old school. I, w- I will go through some of your fucking IG stories and you're up at 3, 3 a.m. Stoking fucking wood, bro. I'm like, this fool is crazy. Drinking IPA. Like, <laughs> hey, like, man. John. Hey, that's, that's that's the rock star for us. That's what we drink at the nighttime, man. That's rock star. That's, that's Red Bull. That's, you know, if you want the barbecue life, it's a lonely life. Because you're you're constantly questioning how good you are. Yeah, I can at, see that at three in the morning. <laughs> That's a bad <laughs> place to, while drinking IPA. You know what I mean? That's you're in a, a dark, dark place, literally and figuratively. <laughs> it, I will promise you, it, this life is is. I got a buddy who who's a pharmacist technician. He's amazing. He he's amazing at his job. He he went to school, you know, to get his degrees. He deals with people at their worst. I deal with people when I'm making them their best somehow. My my input has to make them better or I get personal with it. I get pisses me off. I fail. And so when I'm around people that are just got that amazing vibe, it's just it makes you rise up. And you're never going to get good. You're never going to be anywhere near good in this barbecue game if you don't get uncomfortable. You have to. That's what makes you grow. Trust me, man. There's so many times I've been backstage and I'm like, "Huh, I hope this goes well." (laughs) (laughs) I've never done this before. Oh my god! But like you said, though, man. Yeah, you got it's, dude. You got to adapt to it and and learn. I mean, these are like life's lessons, and that's it's it's crazy. Because what you're saying in regards to barbecue, you can also apply that shit to your life. You know, I mean, that's how that's how you're going to operate. That's how you're going to become successful. That's how you're going to get, you know, the self-esteem that you need as an individual. Dude, that's funny. You brought up self-esteem because that's a funny it's it's I I deal with depression, anxiety issues. You know, it's something I've dealt with 
a long time. And one of the tools, you know, that's helped me has to do with barbecue. I'm not expecting anything from anybody, but it's really nice to be able to give somebody something, you know, and obviously, you you know, when you work in the business, there's a business side of things. You got to deal with all that. You know, of course, of course. Yeah. The nice thing for me though, is like seeing somebody's face light up. Like I, I feel like a stalker sometimes, man. I'm just like, my yeah, it's the first bite. First one, the first bite. We're the first, first, first. Yep, there it is. Woo! All right, not, not a dry seat in the house. Everything is always happy. You know, I'm just code, I'm the codependent barbecue pit boss, man. I want to make you that happy. All right, I'm trying to feed my daddy. But you know what though? I'll tell I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what, man. It you saying that goes a long way. I mean, and I think it's it's a credit to you since. Your face is on your product. It's just you, bro. It's just you. It's just you. So for you grinding out and doing all this and making sure people are happy speaks volumes. You're not worrying about yourself, man. You're worrying about putting together a product or creating a product where people at the end of the day can say, fuck, that was good. How can I get some more of that? But I didn't do it alone. That's the coolest thing is, is like what I love about where I'm at right now is the journey from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. anybody who has ever made a success out of themselves did not do it alone. If they said it, they're selfish bastards. I, I, I had so much help from strangers mm-hmm. that became friends. John Oaks was a stranger to me. He called me out to come out for a barbecue. He's like, how much would it take for you to come out and barbecue in Colorado? said, I want to ride out. I don't want to bring my equipment. I want to have a good time. And I want to feed a lot of people and bring enough home profit to my wife to do it again next year. Yeah. He's like, guess what? We're going to be good friends. <laughs> and John Oaks is a good man too, man. And, um, you know, it's, uh, well, and he's just, not, it's not just that it's like Cisco. It's like Jeff, your brother. I mean, it's like, yeah, you I mean so many different along the way that dude just help from complete, Lifelong friends I haven't met yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's a and that's a good way to put it too, because like you said, you know, you met so many people along the way, and uh, like you said, it um, when you were in San Antonio, you didn't talk to the owners until after, and then you got to know the story, and you're like, oh shit, this all makes sense to me. I'm looking around, and this, I mean, these people are putting together their own fucking furniture and painting it. Are you out of your mind? That's that's some humble shit, man. You ask me personally, that's some humble shit. That'll keep you humble for a long time. I love when people are are trying to find their own realm yeah. and their mm-hmm. own way of cooking because that that's and they want to share. What do you think? You really want to know? I'm gonna tell you. Good. Yeah, Good. and that, and I'm cool with that. But that's what I mean. At the same time, it's like I I love eating the love that somebody else has put into a plate for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I know what goes into that, and. I shouldn't. I mean that 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 love should not stop because somebody is hesitant because yeah. where somebody comes from. Because I'm just a barbecue cat. What if it was somebody from a different nationality? Well, yeah, exactly. Or different and culture, what, and now yeah. you're really worried, right? And now it's like, <laughs> yeah. But so, what what's stopping you? Yeah, you know, if you put love into that and you like it, mm-hmm. then feed other people. And that's why we fucking love Stillhouse Barbecue, man. 
For real, for real. Hey, uh, before we wrap, would you have any uh, any social media? I know you have IG Still House Barbecue. That's all one word, yeah. Yeah, um, all my social media going to see uh, uh, Steel House BBQ on IG on Facebook. My professional page is Steel House BBQ. My fun round page is Sean Steel House BBQ on Facebook and uh, Twitter uh, Steel House BBQ. But you know, I don't write a lot; I just send a lot of pictures. <laughs> well, y'all check him out. Make sure you get his rub. I'll be posting some updates too. Um, on one of those things actually hit shelves. Uh, oh yeah, actually you can order it now if you want. If you go to million million dot com, uh, you can find that that uh, website on any of my IG pages, and you can order some sweet Mary's rib rub. Beautiful, beautiful, Sean. Been a pleasure, bro. Talking up shop on some beautiful, delicious fucking barbecue, man. Appreciate I miss it. you, homie. When the COVID hits, man, when it's all done with this thing, it's going to be tri-tip in your mouth, dude. It, it is. It is, bro. It is. That and, that and some beers and some shots. Yes. I gorgeous. promise you that. Yeah, it's going to happen, man. We're doing. I'm down. I miss you. It's, it's been too long. Uh, for real. For real. All right, folks. That is our time for today. Join us next week. And until then, y'all, we're out. Peace. Peace.